When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. It's time for Seminole Headlines featuring Warchant.com's Jeff Cameron, Managing Editor Ira Chauffel, and Senior Writer Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, Pistols and Pies starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Slow your roll over there, just chit-chatting away while we're coming on the air. Hour number two, Seminole Headlines, Headliner Questions. Corey doesn't care about breaks or when we're coming back uh, live, yeah, not at all. any of it. He's just busy making love to the camera. He wants oh. to. Yeah, no. I so, wanna... yeah, you can see. We put them up there. You can see the uh, the wood carvings now of the top 60 defense and offense. All right, did so they do it? Did they, they did, yeah. They're good in both. Hell they, yeah. They did it. Yeah, yeah. So next year is going to be. We did it. We spoke into an existence. Top 30, yeah, I guess. Right, we did. And our guy carved it into an existence. Yeah. Now, it depends on what numbers you're looking at, but like total efficiency, they're top 60 in both. That's right. I think, yeah, man. Let's do this before we talk about the hour being brought to you by Birch Orthodontics. Joel Davis, you the man, baby. This hour is brought to you by Joel Davis. <laughs> Sorry, Heather. Hey, Joel. Yeah, Joel. Uh, Contributing greatly to the yes. cause. Yeah. As, uh, we do appreciate that. We do off the cap. And read he, his comment. I'm go- Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, sir. The Johnson brothers need to come home to tally. Yes. Would you, yes, they do. What would it take for you to backhand him? Oh, he'd have to do way worse than he just did. <laughs> but you're saying it's I, not. I, I love There the could guy. be something it's I could say. within the realm of possibility <laughs> at some point. But yeah. The, yeah, getting the Johnson brothers would be big. We'll be see. Nice. We'll see. I, yeah, I'm. I'm Feeling uh, maybe I'm just seeing what feeling tech, like he's going to text the Texas A&M, A&M class yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, is. Jimbo is uh, they are stopping at no cost to put together that Texas A&M mm. class. Um, Got to secure those eight wins. Yeah, might be good to nine next year. Maybe, but if you did backhand him and he lost the tooth, he could go to Birch Orthodontics. Boom! Get some look quality at this guy, work. bros, mm. bro. Uh, yeah, if you all of our kids have gone there except one of us, um, the one whose kid does not live in this state, right? Um, but yeah, BirchOrthodontics.com is the website. Heather Birch, Doctor Birch, and her staff do cr- incredible work. Uh, they have free consultations. If you're just thinking maybe my kid needs braces, maybe not. One of the big questions we had was when do you start? Because we the first dentist, orthodontist person we talked to was recommending like age eight. And I was like, man, slow down. This is- slow your roll, yeah. And so uh, Dr. Birch worked with us, said come back in a couple of years, and we ended up doing it. And that started this relationship. But you can uh, have uh, take advantage of their tremendous work at birchorthodontics.com. My dad did backhand me one time. My dad did not hit. My dad was not a hitter. Right. My, most, uh, most normal people don't beat but my dad kids. did backhand me one time mm-hmm. it was uh i can't imagine what you did it was so i had been out did you like, spit on him i mean goodness gracious no it was uh and he wasn't like a violent guy i've only seen him i saw him punch one guy and yeah. that guy deserved it and, and uh, then you were he backhanded wore it. the one time i was backhanded one time but yeah it was um he i had <laughs> this is back before cell phones this is and i was 40s. out i was out late and uh oh you scared him. not only was i out yeah not only was i out late but i couldn't call him to let him know 
because we were out doing something. And then the guy that was supposed to give me a ride home, buddy was supposed to give me a ride home. His car broke down. So you were so out now, about for till like 3 o'clock in the morning in Miami. It was not that it was one that late, late, but it was late. much later, and I said I was going to be home. And I called him, and I was like, hey, can you come get me? So he's got to come get me. Getting in the car, driving home, he's complaining, yelling at me because he's going to have to. He's got to get up early for work. Well, yeah, you and he's just how disrespectful yeah. I was. And I just like was not. I just wasn't responding the way he wanted me to respond. I he wanted you to pay attention. I wasn't quite as. Uh, I don't know what, what do you call it. Like, um, what do you call it when you really you feel bad about? It? Like, oh, sorry, you weren't sorrowful. You weren't. I, I just you were remorseful. Yeah. Wasn't as remorseful yeah, as he yeah, probably yeah, wanted. Yeah. And so he's driving. It was pretty cool. But, I mean, just his uh, agility. Just because we're driving. So, whack. Yeah, and oh, that, uh, that's solid. Got, got that the makes message me feel across. better. It wasn't like a walk across the living room and oh, it, hit, into it hurt. He was like six sure, two, yeah, two fifty. Yeah, it didn't feel but, good. But uh, but yeah, no, it wasn't. Uh, he didn't send me into the other room. But <laughs> what but, a wonderful story, Ira. Yeah. But for the holidays, this is my <laughs> holiday story <laughs> for you. you. Uh, Thank you for that. Uh, do you expect linebackers such as Lundy and Dix to improve markedly now that Randy Shannon is the linebacker coach and co DC? All right, I'm going to answer this one. No. Now, as far as Lundy goes, he has something that he brings to the table, in particular stopping the run, uh, that is useful. Uh, Dix may not be here much longer. If he is, and he's a wonderful kid, uh, then you know he's only What useful. do you even do with him? What, what can you do with Steven You just Dix? have him run down on special teams. He yeah, it would be cool to have else. somebody on kickoff return no, actually yeah, running full literally, speed. Literally, you just have him run down on special teams. He's a big-bodied kid. He's got no hips, no instincts, can't play the position. So he's never going to help you at linebacker. He couldn't be a... Uh, well, you don't go. You don't have fullbacks. There's yeah. There's no real positions for them. You couldn't bulk him up and have him be a bulk short. Bulk him up. He's huge. Be a defensive end. Stephen Dix is a big dude. No, no, man. No, you <laughs> stop. Man, what, like bulk him up and have him be a D tackle. I think I've answered this thoroughly. Okay. Uh, Put seventy pounds uh, on. Ira, do you want to add anything to it? Or do you think I got this one? I think you probably got it. But okay. I do. I do like Randy Shannon more than you do. But uh, yeah, there's some Fair certain enough. players. You, you know, they're all where they are. Uh, Jeff uh, is asking this question, not to okay. me. Corey. Oh. Can you talk to the fine people at Horizons Bar and Grill about adding punt rolls to their menu? I'm thinking it's just piping <laughs> hot rolls covered in molten lava butter. Too hot to handle. Dude, you just don't touch them. You just let them sit there and then give them back. These after are Twitter questions, minutes. by the way. I gotta give. Oh, them that's a good, that is a good Twitter question. That is a really good one. Uh, the dad guy asks, <laughs> not counting Walt Bell, who's your favorite offensive coordinator in college football currently? Ooh, that's a tough question because Walt, you know, you you that would be your immediate immediate choice. You know who I really, yeah. like, by the way, you know who I really like, and we beat him. And that made me feel good, and I'm glad he's gone. Lashley, I like a lot. I think he yeah, does a good. very very good job. I think he's a very good offensive coordinator. I'm glad he left. There aren't, and right now, when you look at the landscape, and I don't follow college football as closely as I did back when Florida State was really good. <laughs> Just because there hasn't, like, I don't watch game day anymore. But there Better aren't part any, of a decade uh, ago. There aren't any big name. I don't feel like there are any big name coordinators right now because they're all it. getting the job. They're well, all getting head jobs. Yeah, and I was thinking about earlier when you were talking about not bringing Dillingham. I was, I want to say, like, Norm Chow. You know, like, back in the day, yeah. that was yeah. the, if anybody got wait. hired yeah. or uh, Charlie Weiss. Like, yeah. oh, that's going to solve everything. If you just get Norm Chow in or Charlie Weiss. So this is a good point that you make. I mean, I think Joe Brady bottom. might be seen as that kind of guy. Right. Yeah, but I think he, I think he wants to stay in the NFL. Yeah, he doesn't want to do it. I would, I would tell you that what's funny is it's about the players. Ask Charlie Weiss. Ask the players you're talking about. And it's about the quarterbacks. About. Right. I mean, yeah. if you look, it's funny how smart Norm Chow looked when he had that roster. Right. I mean, Southern Cal was breeding NFL talent left yeah. and right. Um, I, I really think it's not the you – know, people will get bogged down about the play calling. 
It's not play calling, man, most of the time. Now, there are incompetent coaches who really struggle in-game and all that, and they can be identified over time. But most of these guys all know the same things. They all know the concepts. They all know the route. They all understand how things work off of each other and how to attack certain looks on defense. It's about the players. Can you well, execute if you plays? say that too much, though, it sounds like, well, what are you paying the coaches for then? Well, if it's all about go the, get players. the players. To go evaluate the players. And get but the players. There, there are eight games a year on Florida State's schedule, maybe ten. Where the, the, the talent disparity moving forward is going to be about even. And then what it does, it does come down to coaching, some of it. Some of it is scheme. Some of it is coaching. Yeah, but in, in a particular game. Not getting to championships is all about the players. You oh, can't well, win you a championship win. if you don't you have players. No, if you don't but have in players, a specific you game, you know, it, it can't come no, down it, to coaching. It definitely yeah. matters. But the idea has to say that we lose games because he called well, the wrong right, play. Exactly. That's yeah, not yeah. how that works. And also, yeah, I don't think – I I personally think it's it's you could – Scale it down to the quarterbacks. I mean, I really think that if you've got a great quarterback, if a quarter, if if you get a coordinator that can get you great quarterbacks, you're going to be really happy. So, for example, if you've got Jared Goff and he's facing Tom Brady, I'm betting Tom Brady. <laughs> but I bet the coaches for both teams know the same. What things. about like uh, like Bryce Young versus Stetson Bennett? <laughs> I like you know I'm going to say I like Bryce. You know, yeah, it, it, you can so, say it's hindsight, but I think right, I like, I like yeah, Bryce you were saying that better. before the game. <laughs> to me, that's all coaching. Well, I, that, but isn't it like why is your program in a spot where that's the guy you're starting against Alabama, and you might start him in two playoffs? Well, now games. you're getting into overriding philosophies and the yeah, kinds of players that you. Can, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which is going to be an issue for for Kirby in terms of getting offensive coordinators because yeah, that's what he wants to do. I mean, it's 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 yeah, the obviously. consistent yeah. is Kirby, not necessarily the coordinators. David writes: If Dilly takes the Oregon OC job and Atkins get gets promoted to OC, who would you like to see be the quarterback coach? Whoever Novell wants, I, I don't have a great handle on quarterback coaches. Brad Johnson's I a mean, pretty good. I, I, I'm seriously, I don't. I don't spend a lot of time on like you know who's got a unique talent as a QB coach, the guy at Marshall. Let's bring him in. I, that's not me. Yeah, I will say that he does let the quarterbacks coach coach. You know, when when Jimbo was here, he did not actually let quarterbacks coaches coach. He was he was always well, he with was the, quarterbacks. the quarterbacks coach. Norvell does buzz around the whole practice field. He's everywhere. Um, so he's going to have an overriding philosophy, but he will let somebody come in and coach. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I don't have a great. So you think at practice, like during the position stuff, that Atkins, if he's the OC, would be mainly watching the offensive line? That's what I'm saying. I don't know that. I mean, that's I would odd, think right? That's whatever, just, whatever. I mean, I'm not saying it can't happen. It's just yeah. we haven't there have seen that. Been, it, there have. I mean, it's it. It's. I swear, man. Like when I first got into this, or in the 80s and 90s, their offensive line coaches a lot of times became offensive coordinators. Now it seems like you don't see it as much. Yeah, because um, back then it was you were going to run 85 percent of the yeah. time. All right, more questions. Just trying to get, I'm trying to get a fair representation for everybody Just involved. Just stick with here. Twitter. Nobody really cares. About Walter this. writes, uh, "Afternoon, gentlemen, and Corey. Thank you. Seventeen and eighteen year olds getting this type of hype and attention is mostly what is wrong with college football. Eh, I don't know about all that, Walter. Uh, what do each of you think about the early signing period, and what can Doctor Birch do to fix this? <laughs> uh, I I don't like it. I wish it would go to August. And then I do too. Either August or get rid of it." Like it doesn't make any yeah. sense to have it right. It really, I mean, this. I is think the they're problem. learning that this is a mistake. Like yeah, Oregon's, yeah. Oregon's trying to recruit. They just got a head coach two days ago, in the biggest signing period. I don't think they thought most of the kids would pick December to sign when they did this. I think they thought it would be, it would be the exact opposite the of how it is. It'd be like ten yeah. percent in December. Everybody else would wait till February. Well, it's been the exact opposite. It's ninety percent in December now. So I don't think they thought that was going to happen. So move it to August. Or don't have it, and that was what a lot of coaches originally wanted. Was Correct. they did want Jimbo was one of them. They wanted August, um, and I yeah. I mean, I, the whole the whole one of the things was well, it's so early. Then if coaches change, well, then let get it, let them out. I'd, I'd say move yeah. to August. 
But if your coach leaves by December, let him out, and they can sign with somebody else. Yeah. If they want and to. even the coaches don't like the current situation. Right. And as far as when they can negotiate, when they can leave, they they're put in a bad position. I'm not feeling sorry for him, but you saw where Cristobal brought this up on College Game Day over the weekend. He was asked specifically, like, how bad a look is it for college football that here Oregon was about to go to the Pac-12 championship game, and your name is out there for the Miami job. The Miami coach is sitting out there in the weeds, and you know, recruiting's going on and this early signing period's about to happen. And he was like, yeah, I really wish there was a better way to do this. I wish there was a set of instructions for everybody that they had to adhere to across right. college football when this window could exist. If we want to move it, that's fine. But right now, I had no choice. That's the way it works. I mean, yeah. he was honest about that. I think coaches probably feel that way. I think that's well, probably true. Do what they do in basketball, man. All the, most of the kids in basketball sign in November. Those coaches get fired in April. They they've made a way to make they figured out a way to make it work. Mark wants you and Ira to be the co-offensive coordinators. That's sound sound judgment there, Mark. Yeah, just yeah, throw it a lot to Travis Hunter and tell him to get out of bounds if he's not gonna if he's not gonna take it to the house. Jet writes: If we end up with a recruiting class near the top ten, what should that translate to in terms of PFF improvement in offense, defense, and special teams? Well, see now this gets back to the discussion we had in the first right. hour. I don't know how immediately. Uh, it shifts uh, the PFF grades, if you will. Not uh, at all, team. probably. Well, well, now well they, special they, teams, it might. Well, and they also, well you're right there. Uh, you're right. Well, yeah. and they also could get better because they're going to get better just because you're going Every into year three of the program. Well, but also, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, this is – if you sign 20 kids, if you sign 20 high school players, you'd love to think that half of them are going to – at least half or maybe a little bit more than half are going to pan out, but maybe four or five make an impact as freshmen. I mean – Yeah, they're, first of all – Freshmen typically struggle to come in and contribute as much as fans think they should. Because you got a lot of linemen, their, you got a lot of linemen right. in this class that are yeah. not going to have much of an impact. No, it's very hard for no, freshmen. You're not, you nope. have transcendent players occasionally come in and do something truly special on the offensive defensive line. I think about like Timmy Jernigan, very, very, free, rare. very rare. But you get a freak like that who comes in and he's got the body type yeah. to be able to withstand. See, remember, and you guys know this, but just a reminder to everybody. When, when a freshman comes in, I don't care if he's six six three hundred. He's still 18. He has not been in this weightlifting program. He hasn't been eating properly, probably. I mean, most people can't afford to feed their kids the way that they yeah. feed them at a high-ranking uh, football factory, right? So what he's going against his freshman year, he's stronger than the average dude, but now face a junior, a redshirt junior. He's been in that system all this time, and that's why you get linemen beat up. That's why these offensive linemen who've been asked to play too soon yeah. Get their ass beat. And they're always hurt. They're always hurt because they're having to overcome that every week. And so you don't want that. Line now, of scrimmage. Are, yeah, line, line of scrimmage, scrimmage you just can't expect Receiver, it. Receiver, DB, yep. you can do it. Look, it, it Knowles, happen. Cooper, McLean. Yeah, no, it can happen. By and, the way, you're describing a very good secondary. Now add a couple like McCall and Hunter to that. Yeah, yeah. And, and those guys, if Knowles can play as a true freshman, you have to expect it and start, and so did Cooper yeah. the last month of the season, then you have to expect that these guys could be capable of doing the same. So the far, as Jimbo used to say, the farther away you get from the ball – the more impact you can have early. Roger wants to know, will Coach Norvell allow, allow Duffy to take full contact in his first scrimmage? Yay, sausage. Probably not. Probably not. I think we probably changed our philosophy on that. Mark writes, hey, gents, I think this basketball team needs to jam the ham a little bit more. Do you think they are at risk of missing the tournament this year? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. I mean, they, they, yeah, they've, they've really kind of blown the non-conference part of this. I mean, and it's not just that they lost um, – you know well, they got blown out by Florida. They got blown out by well, Purdue. Yeah. As it turns out so that they, Florida team's not great. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, that, those aren't good signs. They're zero and three I'll on live the road. With the Purdue blowout, but man, yeah. And the two losses that were close were not against good teams. I mean, Syracuse at home and South Carolina is not a good team either. Well, so. it sucks. In both those games, you blew big ass yeah. leads. They were up by sixteen. Crazy. Against, yeah. yeah. 
South Carolina 11 against uh, Syracuse. Well, in the South Carolina game that you allowed them to go on a 21 to 6 run, what was the run against Syracuse? I mean, it's insane. Yeah. You just sit around everybody looking at each other. There's a lot of standing there pounding the ball at the top of the key, man. There's a whole lot of nobody knowing what to do. They it also so don't. Frustrated. They're they usually just standing there looking at Tenor. It, <laughs> yeah, like, man, can you are imagine you what we. In? Please, Tenor, you will you in? get better? Um, they don't have maybe the, uh, the, the guards that can get into the paint and, and score other than one, uh, but like, you know, Raekwon, Polite. Worley right now, they don't really, they're not really getting into no. the paint like they in half court. So they need they to run out, more. They don't just, get out in transition. They just there need to go is. run they more. Do, they don't get out in transition, but it's hard to run in transition if you're not getting stops. Uh, Weather Noel writes eggnog, beloved holiday beverage, or nasty nutmeg concoction. Did he give his opinion? Uh, he talked about adding brandy or bourbon to it and making it a great holiday surprise. I think it's gross. I love eggnog. Uh, I think it's. Gross. I knew this. There's no way you don't like eggnog. It is. If so... somebody had said Jeff, make a prediction, I would have said he hates eggnog. He loves it's it. That's best. crazy. But he loves it enough that I've never seen him drink it, well, and he only not, drinks it for a, like a week a year. But it's not a day a daily thing. Ain't nobody it's sitting around on a Tuesday in June like, ooh, I could use some eggnog. Well, a good it's drink also, you would. It's also hard to find the texture, the flavor. Yeah, the stores don't carry it the rest of the year. The also, you know, along with me getting slapped around by my dad, the first time I got drunk was on eggnog when I was Whoa, like three years old, no, apparently. Three? Oh, with three. Oh, apparently, I, realized, I, I yeah, went yeah. to the wrong uh, thing. So they said, you I You know what's weird about know. drinks? There are drinks that I love that I never purchased to defend him for a second. I love grapefruit juice. I never buy it. Okay. I just never That's do. That's weird. It's available here. I don't round. feel like you love I it. See it all the, I do love it. If I drink it, I go, God, I should really be drinking more grapefruit juice. But then I didn't never You buy never it. do it. It's like what when a, you go bowling, like we're all going to go bowling here soon. When you go bowling, you're like, this is fun. I, I should, should do this more. once a week. But you never do it. Yeah. You never all right. Do it. But if you got some vodka with it. Oh, it's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Uh, added vodka to a lot of things makes it better. But I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm just, that's an aside. Uh, I don't think it's gross, nor do I love it. It's just, uh, the, it's I don't delicious. like the texture of it. It's just too thick and creamy. Right. And I'm not. We're moving on. Okay. Seminole Headlines, 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Continuing in a moment. Uh, just moving along. <laughs> Time to talk Shopify. A couple years ago, I wanted to create and sell Headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you guys. But I had no idea where to get started. Now we're selling Yay Sausage shirts, and it's so easy, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify is the only tool you'll need to grow your business without the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point-of-sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. So you'll sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I really love about Shopify is how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, now to grow your business, no matter what stage of the game you're in. Shopify.com slash Warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chauffel, and Corey Clark. And what we're doing today is celebrating all things Joel Davis <laughs> on the show. Uh, God bless you, Joel Davis. He's like Santa Claus. 
What's your guys' prediction on how many transfer offensive linemen we take this go round? Oh. Uh, two. Yeah, I would say two is <clears throat> two is probably the safe bet. They already have the kid, Bless Harris, your boy, Bless Harris. Bless. From, what you know uh, about Bless Harris, baby? <laughs> Lamar University. <laughs> yeah. And then they've, uh, they'll at least get one more. They could get three, maybe, but uh, I don't think they would turn down a third. But right. I think yeah. two is, is what they definitely would like. Two is a good prediction, uh, Joel, but we're hoping for three. I think secretly the three of us are hoping for three. Yeah, and three that can play immediately, right? To join the you At already got American the anchor. level. You already got the anchor in Dylan Gibbons. Yeah, and so you just right. you sprinkle good players around him, and there you there you I go. I really want Bless Harris to come. I've said that before. I Bless, want Bless Harris, Harris is here, right? Here, yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. here. Yeah, but he's coming. Yeah, he's coming. I can't yeah, that's wait. a great name. Come on, Bless. They're in the they're in the final three for Miles Frazier. My guy, Miles Frazier. This is the best. He signed with FIU. Was like very nobody now recruiting. Now Ohio State wants his him. final three are like Ohio State, Florida State, and maybe Oklahoma or something. Oh, like Florida that. State made his final three. Yeah. man, but how about that? He was a uh, Devontae Love Taylor's one of his buddies. Because well, he, what then, are we doing? Come on, well, DLT. I mean, they're, they're Let's make it happen and tell him he can have his own trench talk. Has that been floated out there yet? Can we do that yet? <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, all right. Be. Well, Until DLT could tell him. DLT like on the is a great low. guy. Had a great the year DL. the year before last. Struggled this year because of the injury. So maybe as a way to make it up for this poor play this year, sure. he can bring in this guy. That's what yeah. I think. That's, yeah. that's just me. And look, maybe there's a little cut in it for you too, DLT, if you can get us to him. Uh, Corey's all about making deals. <laughs> Man, for, it is that 20, he has nothing to wake do with. Wake up, Ira. That he has nothing to do with. <laughs> 2021. Yeah, he just makes deals for everybody else's business. I love yes. it. Um, <laughs> offered up there. So people are worried that, that uh, Kevin Coleman is, is, a, is a cane. I think that's probably true. Could be, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah out of be. nowhere, like the guy wasn't thinking about Miami at all, and then a week I think before he, signing. Well, yeah, I do think he was looking at Oregon. Yeah, he was looking at Oregon. Oh, so, yeah. oh okay. This right. is this, by the way, that's not coming as a surprise. People are on here like, "Oh my god, nah, nah, pretty much we knew that, that was fine." He's, somebody, he's there was somebody on our in one of the threads about Dillingham on our boards, and and somebody said, "Yeah, I was really worried that we'd lose Dillingham because we'd lose recruits," and then I realized, you know, a, a five star receiver. Well, he's now a four star according to Rivals, but he's he's not a big dude. And again, you get back to that point of. Is that how big of a deal is that? I mean, it's you know, I mean, it's well. You'd think Travis Hunter's barely going to play. That's not what I said. <laughs> Welcome just to the party. Saying, again, we've seen, you know, size matters at receiver. It just does. And speed and the ability to get open and hands. Yeah, it's all good things that you want. Things out of are your lacking attributes here. at your. By the receivers. way, I can. I'm really looking now. I do. I see the sign. There it is. That it did work out where you put those. Yeah, that's Top what I'm saying. Series. You can see them right there. It's I love that it. I love that it says uh, "smoke them if you got them" there on one of the signs. Imagine if we're going to sneak this into the stadium. I can either a, put it there or underneath the the city of Tallahassee flag by the door. Imagine if the, there too. the ghost of uh, Seminole football past to come visit you, or if, ghost of Seminole future, or whatever, in two thousand or nineteen ninety nine, and told you that one day you guys would be hosting a, a, a wildly popular radio show and podcast mm. and YouTube show. That uh, you guys would be celebrating, putting up plaques for having a top sixty offense and defense. Yeah, yeah, but, and worried about your OC that's eighty fifth in total offense <laughs> going to Oregon. I'm not worried about it. You're I not know, worried I about know. it. Well, I'm not worried, really worried you know, about not, it. No. Nobody's worried about that. Uh, Daniel Daniel writes in honor of the thirty for thirty, the best that never was about OU running back Marcus Dupree, one of my favorite ones. And I that remember, was a good one. Yeah, I, and I also remember Marcus Dupree because my granddad would talk about it yeah. because he knew he's like, "There's this man child coming to Oklahoma. Where do you see him?" Who are some of FSU's best that there never was? And uh, Joe Maurer is the right answer, right? Isn't that? Uh, 
I don't know, man, because do we really know how good a quarterback he was? What, he lit up some Minnesota high school kids? All right, how about Dan Kendra because of the blown out? Now, he ended up having to play fullback, but, you know, what would he have been a quarterback? Yeah, yeah. I was thinking more like guys that kind of flamed out or never never made it. Like uh, Deshaun Platt. Deshaun Platt's a good one. Where, where'd he go? Like, he was the number one receiver in the country, uh, signed with the same year. I think he was the Booker class, right? Booker, Chris Leon Davis, Washington, and Chris Davis. And never made it uh, because of grades. Callahan Bright, another Whoa, one. Oh, buddy, the Callahan Bright smoking weed on his, uh, what was it, uh, MySpace page back in the day? <laughs> the old MySpace. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think that was good. I, I was remember, you know, the guy, legend of Callahan Bright. Yeah. But from guys that were actually on campus that we saw, because that's your point about Joe Maurer, we never even saw him practice. Yeah, right. we never even got here. Yeah. From guys that, were, that we saw in practice, one I would think is Clifton Dixon. That guy was so talented. I mean, 300-something pounds, could do backflips, a tremendous athlete, and uh, – Got in some trouble. Well, there are there, yeah, there are a lot of guys that. Uh, I mean, he could have been like a big time defensive tackle. Yeah, it's kind of funny. You, you, you go through the years and you end up. You know, I, there are a couple of guys I played with that I remember thinking, "Oh, that guy's going to the league. That guy's going to the league." And then you know, problems off the field, grades, whatever it yeah. might be, and then they go down the wrong path. You always hate that because you're like, "That guy could play." There's always those freaks, and NFL talent is recognized by other players the second they see it. Fred Rouse. That's I was just about to go with yeah. Fred Rouse. I mean, there, you could do a whole team. We could do an offense and defense. Yeah, well, I think yeah. any team, for, for example, any team that has been a national championship contender or has the cachet that Florida State, right. Miami, Florida has in the state, any one of those fan bases could sit down and say, let's come up with 22. Yeah. 11 you think Alabama could right now? Well, because of this last, this last 20 years, yeah, uh, 15 yeah. years, you think they're thinking about ones that got away? <laughs> It's like, screw you, man. Y'all just win Heisman's every year. Yeah, and nobody would want to listen to that yeah, show. Yeah. Other Alabama fans would. Yeah, even then they'd be like, well, you know, he was, we don't know if he was as good as this guy because this guy was a first-round pick. Did you end up vi- Did you vote for Bryce Young? I did. Um, you had no choice. He's, but he swore so, he wasn't going to vote for an Alabama quarterback. But I also said when he lights no. up Georgia, you're going to have to vote for him. Yeah, I had to. I did not want to. I did it begrudgingly. Uh, I, w- I wanted to vote for the, de- the Alabama defensive player, but he didn't have that big a game in that game. He had to get one sack. He didn't really impact it. So I didn't vote for him at all. So I went Bryce Young. Things went bad for him. He could have if he had had like three or four sacks, three or four tackles for yeah. loss. He might have won the Heisman. He ended up not being under. Even going to New York. So I had Bryce Young. Then I went with Kenny Pickett. I'm just a big fan of the fake slide. I think that revolutionized the game. I'm like that's his Heisman moment. And then uh, the kid at Michigan because I just thought they deserved to have it. I knew Bryce Young was going to win it. Mm-hmm. So at that point, it's like, who cares really about second, third? I wanted to vote for an ACC guy because I'm a homer. Todd and also writes, he was really, oh, okay. It's just a Heisman vote. Nobody cares about that. No, Well, nobody cares about the Heisman anymore. I know, I know. interesting I, how I that's agree. worked out. Todd writes, I love you, gentlemen. Our freak out at every whim <clears throat> fan base, not so much. That's all I have. Carry on. Oh, thanks, Todd. <laughs> that's every that's every fan base, though, by the way, Todd. Uh, it is. It is. No, the ones that have been hurt for the longest tend to ratchet up the sure. level of I think consternation for relatively banal Buddy, things. You should go watch like Kirby Smart's post game after Alabama in those comments. They are killing him. Well, I told you that was coming. Yeah, they are killing him. No, not him. meaning the loss, but like I remember saying to you, if in fact he loses this game and God forbid it looks ugly. Well and if he loses it because his quarterback threw three picks, a uh, one that was returned for a touchdown and you have the other guy on the sideline. Um and I don't know how good JT Daniels is, but Georgia fans are through with Kirby and his quarterback decisions. Uh, well, they're arguing on the other chat between Miami and FSU fans, so we're not even going to go that, down that road. Uh, I, would, I do love the Miami fans. It's just in the They're I, emboldened by bringing I know, in Cristobal, I, of all I, people. I kind of went back at somebody the other day about it because it's like I there are a lot of fan bases. There's a lot of teams. There's a lot of fans 
they can clown Florida State right now. Miami might want to just chill for a little Clemson's bit. Clemson's yeah. one of them, for example. Oh, yeah. NC State, they're, they're even. Plenty. Yeah, yeah. They're plenty. Louisville. Pitt. Yeah. Sure. I mean, there's plenty of Not teams. Syracuse. Jordan no, Travis. Right. Jordan Travis. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but Miami, want, just sit, sit out this one right now. You just lost to Mike Norvell, and you just had to fire your staff. You lost to Andrew Parchment. Yes. It wasn't Peter Warwick going and making that 4th and 14 catch. That was Andrew Parchment. No offense, Andrew. Go have a great career. Buddy. <laughs> Where? Hey, man, <laughs> things happen. He might find himself. He could take it over to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, perhaps, maybe. <laughs> Whatever, man. Go get, go get paid. Have a good career. Uh, all right. Joey writes, Taggart and Cristobal leave Oregon for schools without the unlimited cash resources that we know Phil Knight provides to that athletic program. Is this further proof that you can't win a natty without access to recruits, no matter the money? Uh, yeah, sure. It's it's got that players. Oregon's like the one up and comer of the last twenty years, right? Twenty five years, like like everybody else that's won championships or even really competed. They've been them. relatively. They've been around for a, for a while, while, but Oregon's the one that's kind of come up in the last two decades. But even, I mean, that's that well, is that's surprising. Always a fun to me. discussion. Like, is there room for another team to kick down the door and become a consistent uh, competitor for the playoff? Even let's say. And they're not already established without, oh, and they don't have like a historical cachet. A and M, I mean, A and M would be your best bet, but that's the they're in the SEC, so I don't even know if that counts. And they got to find a way to win more than eight games. <laughs> well, right, so, but they, I they mean, probably will here. I'm they, saying, gonna... I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. For a while there, we were asking about UCF outside the Power Five. We were asking about uh, Boise State prior to that. Yeah. right? I mean, it is. It's it's rare does, that you see it. Does Clemson qualify? No, because they won in '81, and they won. Yeah, the yeah AC- but they didn't do anything from '81 on. And well, they, they were, won. They won the ACC every year. They were winning nine or ten no, games. No, no, no. no. I'm saying Florida before State that, they stopped winning I'm ACC. Before that run, you wouldn't have said that they were a team that's in the in that echelon. No, oh, yeah, yeah. You wouldn't. Yeah. Have in fact, you would have said they were useless. Yeah, but they 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 did have the the, the fan base, and they oh, did they have the, great fans. They had the they had the uh, investment. They were going to invest, and they did. They were close to players. Right. Like Oregon's not close to a lot of players. And Clemson, Clemson got rolled. Florida State, well, they they destroyed Clemson for a decade, fifteen more, years. More than decade, yeah. But uh, but before that, Clemson ran that conference and was probably the second best team in the South, consistently for from I don't know nineteen eighty to nineteen ninety one, um, because all those other teams in the SEC struggled. Clemson was always good, and then Florida State came and said, "How you like this? Yeah, how you like this Charlie from this Ward point guy?" Forward, we're going to go ahead and take control of the. Yeah, South. you're not going to win for a long time. No, no, and even like late eighties took over that mantle. Yeah. yeah. So Clemson's run was about a seven-year run. Well, I'm just, it was a pretty short run. You're giving a little too much yeah, love here. Miami, Florida State, Florida. And yeah, they some all spurts. kind of emerged. I mean, I didn't mean the deep. I didn't mean like Florida South. <laughs> I mean the 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 South, not including Florida. not the yeah, South, not yeah, including yeah. Florida. Correct. Simple headlines. Ninety-three-three Real Talk Radio. War Chat TV continues in a moment. How you doing there, podcasters? Good. Good to hear it. Listen, <laughs> if you're if you're wondering uh, for you know for a good place to eat. Watch a game, have a cold beer, enjoy a lot of choices. We suggest Horizons Bar and Grill. Maybe even run into us. You Could might happen. see us. Could you and I especially. Yes. I or, mean, I'm there once a week, I think. When I'm in town, I'm there. Stephanie and I are there. Great place. Cold beer, hot women, everything you want in a uh, – I probably shouldn't have said that. Or, no, it's or, okay. Or hot I, beer and cold women. <laughs> whatever bars. you're into. I, I, like, I like the good-looking ladies, too. That's sure, all right. But, but even if uh, that's not your thing, I'll be there. I'm a good-looking guy. And we would all agree, great food. Legitimately, most good important food. part of this ad is the great food. It's great food. They got TV, sports bar. They got that vibe, but beer, food, everything you could want. And most importantly, again, other than uh, the food, is that there is at least I'd say a thirty-five percent chance one of us would be there. And you get the mac and cheese bites, and you can get those 
shrimp tacos, which yeah. are the king. Uh, you get the you've gotten healthy on me lately. You I get, eat the hummus. You eat the, I hummus. Eat the hummus. Who eats really that? Good. He I, does at Horizons. I, I Bar know and I grill. like hummus. Maybe I go. don't, but Horizons got some great hummus. But you look for them on their website. You can see their happy hour specials. Uh, it's just a great place to hang out. And it's and if you want to like a little upscale dinner, you yeah. can go in there for that as well. It's at Bannerman Crossing at the uh, right off of Thomasville Road in Bannerman. Uh, up there on the northeast Tallahassee. Tell them headlines sent you. Well, the important thing is support the people who help support Seminole Headlines. That's Horizons Bar and Grill. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Seminole Headlines is brought to you by Register Sausage, serving the Florida Panhandle and Lower Alabama for over 75 years. To find a store near you or to buy directly from Registers, head to registermeats.com. That's registermeats.com. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for War Chant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. Now, my favorite part about this particular Joel question, and he's taking over the show. <laughs> what? Joel, what are you doing? No, no, no. Joel's doing the right thing, Ira. Yeah. Is that we, we lowered, uh, well, no, we didn't. We didn't. I had it wrong before. Okay. I thought it was a one cent lowered contribution. So oh, you no, feel no. like this question no, was as same. important. No, it's the but same. But in fact, I have it all wrong. And Joel, if you'd like to ask another one, we're certainly here for you. Joel, if you want to come in the studio one day and just co host with the four of the three of us, <laughs> I don't you know can. about all that. We uh, can sit on the couch. Okay. Howard uh, Stern lets people do that yeah. occasionally just so they can spend enough money. They sit on the couch and watch. Joel's doing it. He's efforting. He uh, is. With man, everybody Joel. walking out on Dabo, now is a golden opportunity for Novell to take back the ACC. Hey, that has been a great thing about yeah, this absolutely. offseason. Coaches running for the hills, players saying, screw mm-hmm. you. They just lost that defensive end as well that was committed to them from IMG, now yeah. goes to Alabama. And here's the thing. It's not like Alabama needs more great players. No. But, but hey, That's not our problem. We don't play Alabama. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. That's good. Screw you, Dabo. Deal with that, Jimbo. Yeah, get you some of that. I love it. So that's been the good news. Joel, it's a great point. A fantastic, maybe the best point of the show right. that anybody's made. And uh, seriously, thank you very much, man. That's way too kind. We really do appreciate it. Yeah, and it has do. been awesome. It is. This is the biggest test of Dabo's career by far, other than when he almost got fired after his second year or whatever it was. Like to, to get to the mountaintop and then have his, you know, all the all the coaches that do everything leave, and some big time players leave. Um, it's it's a real test for it. If he gets through this in two years from now, he's competing in the playoff again. It's then like, you're gonna well, have to give this me more guy's credit. incredible. He's hurt. a great coach. Yeah, what I mean, I think we do have to give him credit for yeah, being the CEO kind of coach Correct. that he was. He Correct. went and got hired Venables, let him run the defense. Jeff Scott and Tony Elliott let them run the offense, and they had a tremendous run of success. Now he's got. Now he does have to go out and get big-time coordinators, to keep doing what they're doing. But he there's not anybody the, out there, right? Really? No, like, there's well, not a Venables well, out there. Well, he just has to get the right guy. Yeah, Nobody yeah. knew Tony Elliott back then. Right, but I mean, Tony Venables Elliott. was a guy. Sure, sure. And he went, he they went and got him. I don't know if he got him. They got him for him, right. Dabo, but now he's, he's got a real test on his hands. Michael writes, which is more likely, Oregon wins the national championship or Miami wins the ACC? I'm going to go with Oregon. I'm going to go with Miami. I'm going to go with Miami. Yeah, it's got to happen eventually. Number one, and well, you got to get to the championship game more well, than, hey, once, more than once. once. Sure, yeah. In order for you to give yourself an opportunity, but now that Clemson, we hope is is falling back towards the pack, mm. that should open up. The, it looks like they it, are most certainly. Falling it it back should the open pack. up the chances for if Miami actually gets there, they might have a chance to win the game. Yeah, I'm changing my back to Miami, but I don't think it's very likely. They, they got a quarterback level. though. They, they do, have, they do have a quarterback. I I wanted to point out that uh, in the prize picks. I won. I know I lost too. I was good on one. Uh, the that's the that's the there's the rub with the prize picks when you got two different uh, selections. I won. I won going away. Felt good about it. 
do you really think, or do you think, uh, sorry about that, Swiss Irish, do you think Dilly deciding to leave on the eve or day of early signing day is a low blow? Either way, I'll blame Miami. <laughs> uh, if he leaves, and again, if you're just tuning in, there's nothing uh, concrete yet. Um, it does feel like it's trending that direction. But if he does leave, I don't think they would announce it before signing day. I think that what they're if I think, he left today, I would call that a low blow. And I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and I mean it's the job; it's what he's asked to do. But you're not if you left if you announced on Tuesday, it's not like that's going to sway anybody at Oregon to do anything. You're just uh, kind of hampering. The place you're yeah, at. The, the, the counter argument. The counter argument would be that, like, oh, if these other kids sign with Florida State, expect him to be here, and then he leaves a couple days later, that that looks bad. Who cares? The Hit the portal. But the but the reality. <laughs> but the the reality is, I I don't think this is a situation where there's a bunch of kids like that who are only coming because of Kenny Dillingham. Right. You know, this isn't that is, that is a Walt fair Bell and Sam Howell. Sam Howell. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They actually know the head coach. They yes, talk to him. Exactly. They they believe in him. Maybe. Uh, Kyle wants to know if 18-year-old Jeff, Ira, and Corey could only take two official visits, where would they be and why? Wow. you got to go back in time to when you were 18. What about 50-year-old yeah, Jeff? When I was 18, I only got to visit Western Kentucky, Ohio, uh, East Tennessee State. and What was else? it about that East Tennessee State campus? Yeah, what did you like that? Did you go to a frat party or no, something? No, there's a guy. Kegger? Uh, there's a guy that played at Lakewood who was a senior on that team. His name was Juan Magara, a really good player, a lot better player than me. And because he had been there and he was from my hometown and we had played at Lakewood together, you know, I knew him. He's like the Devontae Love Taylor to Miles Frazier. So, yeah. he, he, so I didn't know anybody at the other places that recruited me, and so I just kind of – and I, listen, uh, I didn't love any of them, any of the places I visited. You officially visited Western Kentucky? Mm-hmm. What was that like? What, what did you do Under, on Friday under, night? Underwhelming. What did you do? What'd you do on the Friday night? Was there a party to he go to? He can't tell that on It's public, Western Kentucky. I, I don't even think they care if you're a football recruit no, at Western. Oh, you're a football recruit? So awesome. first of all, Give me a beer. First of all, in, in the 80s, it wasn't like it is now. Oh. I mean, you drove your ass around. You saw people. It wasn't like this. You well, went especially down the strip. If you were me, especially if you were me. Yeah. Now, I wasn't William Floyd or Tommy Carter. Their well, experiences, they're not at Western Kentucky. Their experiences might have been a lot different. Yes. First of all, they were likely, if I remember correctly, flown in and out of those places. Oh, yeah, and drive. Shown, yeah, yeah. So my parents were driving me through the mountains. Knowing what I know, <laughs> yeah. like, like knowing what I know now, if I could go back in time, I think Notre Dame, it's awesome. I mean, Notre Dame is a cool, from a, from yeah, a college I, football fan an perspective. Ira, there's nothing I know, there nothing there. I'm saying what I, what I know now. Yeah, like, you're not going as a 50-year-old. You're going as an 18 <laughs> full of... Uh, Vim and vigor? So yeah, my, one of my favorite places, I think if I were 18 and I had the you know talent to be recruited to any school, I think I would have liked to have visited UCLA or USC. Uh, Los Angeles is pretty overwhelming and awe-inspiring when you're young and you, you get to a place like that. That would have been fun. Especially if you're like a Hollywood elite like you. You like those Hollywood <laughs> liberals. But growing up in Atlanta, would you want a trip to Georgia? I mean, you no, go to Georgia I was all the gonna, time. No, no it'd, be, uh, it'd be Arizona State and it'd be Florida State. So Arizona State is a good one, and I've been on that campus, and uh, I know exactly why you I was going to say, because you've seen State. some videos. Yeah, yeah, uh, I'm just saying, I, I would be Arizona State and Florida State, and it's not that. And that he's campus. talking about going to see foilage. No, I've been foilage on that campus. The history. In the history. And, 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 the history. And, and Jesus I've doing this. Yeah, Jesus. I've been on Arizona State's campus twice, and... Yes. Yeah, uh, I'm saying. I, I feel it's pretty you. simple. Mm-hmm. And then four stage is a good one. It is a good one, especially back then. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And I'm going down. I'm not I'm not an old creepy guy. I'm talking about 18-year-old Corey. You're talking about 18-year-old Corey. Yeah, yeah, 18-year-old creepy guy. So my, so, <laughs> yes, no, you're never too young to be a creepy old man. So my buddy, Matt Britton, who did end up coming to Florida State, uh, 
as a student. He said he was really strongly considering Iowa. He's from Iowa. He grew up as an Iowa fan. And then he took a trip to Florida State during the winter. And he got here and looked around and went, oh, well, yeah. I'm not going to Iowa. I'm going to Florida State because there were a lot of sundresses at that time. And we all know. Yeah, I went to college in the age of grunge. So that so I kind of got screwed. The flannel. Flannel yeah, and long hair. We all did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's fine. It's fine. I don't think they wore that out in Tempe. <laughs> um, growing more and more confident about our game against LSU in New Orleans after watching Brian Kelly's pathetic attempts to ingratiate himself <laughs> with the Cajun people over the last few weeks. Yeah, that's from Ronald. Yeah, that was an interesting one. Not only the accent, and then that video, and I posted about this. I, I was floored by What's that What's happening video. in the video? Well, he, you see, just, but is he trolling? I mean, is no, it, he's like, not trolling. He's, he thinks that's cool. It's like Mullen with his, the stuff he does. It was the scariest... Sorry, uh, don't you think like Norvell has enough common sense not to do that? Yes, stuff? and you, you've got to have somebody on your staff if you don't have that kind of common sense. If you're that disconnected, right? You have no idea what's cool, what's not. How does somebody at Florida not say to Dan Mullen, "Man, you can't strike that pose with these three I kids. Like you the, can't do it." I felt like the "To Catch a Predator" show should have rushed right, in, rushed in, right when, then and there. When, when they're spinning around in a circle, <laughs> yeah. guys, I'm like, "No, no, no, no cut." Cut. We're not doing <laughs> this. This is not. At nobody all. needs to see this. What is happening in here? How did this? Who but brought the he, strobe light? Is who he got? is he leaning into That's what it? I yes. Maybe he's leaning into it to like make a joke yeah. out of no, himself. No, 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 no. That's what I thought. You're giving him too much credit. Based on he's the so self aware that he's well, making fun of himself no, because you, he no. doesn't fit in. No, if he was self aware, he wouldn't have done, done the accent. Is my point. But he's being self deprecating. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm self deprecating. Not at all. He's not that self aware at all. Okay. I thought maybe he was. Is this the Alabama Slammer? Is one of the funniest openings. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've watched it over and over again. I've probably Alabama watched it Slammer. 20 times. Yeah, no. <laughs> to what do I owe this pleasure? <laughs> just the opening line. Is this the Alabama Slammer? And he does himself? an incredible yeah. Saban. He does like, a much better Saban. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah his Saban is fantastic. Uh, <laughs> did missing a bowl game give us. I love the eternal optimism of Garrett. Did missing a bowl game give us the head start we needed in recruiting? <laughs> I mean, the thing is, Alabama's playing in the playoff game, and they seem to still be doing all right in the, on the recruiting uh, front. Texas A&M, too, is in a, in a bowl game. Mm. Um, no, I don't think that really mattered it one might way or the other. A, it might give them a head start on getting kids in the portal. Yeah. Oh, like getting their kids into their Florida State kids yeah. into the portal. Yes, yes, that seems to be. I mean, be. if you were practicing for a bowl game, some of those kids might have actually stayed around. You're right. You're right. So they're are they're off the team. So that yeah, I guess that yeah, you're right. That's a, that's one of the new realities now is if you you the earlier your season ends, the quicker you can fill up that portal. I actually had a little thought about this. The bowl game might have like I think a lot of fans really appreciate the way this team competed all year and we love the fact that Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas and all those guys but if they had made a bowl game and then those some of those kids bounced, which we would expect because they got to get ready for the draft, don't want to get sure. hurt, and then this team got steamrolled by somebody that stinks in a bowl game, mm. it might have been it might have done more damage than well, any good. No, I don't. Know. But you're saying that as opposed to Not losing to, to Florida, like if, if beating Florida would have totally offset losing in a bowl game without. Or, but, or okay, but no, if you could have got to, if you won Jacksonville, if you beat yeah, Jacksonville, yeah, State. yeah, 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 it's yeah. I mean six and seven, five and seven. And yeah, and again, just to, and then not have it because if you don't have Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas and a few of those guys, I mean, you're not Jay Sean Corbin. Yeah, just went pro. Hey, here. good luck to Jay Sean, by the way. Come back, wrap it up. Final questions in a moment here on Seminole Headlines. Hey, headliners and elite headliners, it's Ira here, and it's time to talk Shopify. As you remember, a couple of years ago, we wanted to create and sell headlines merch for the best podcast listeners in the world. That's you, but we had no idea where to get started. 
Now we're selling yay sausage shirts and it's so easy. All because we use Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're a startup working out of your man cave or IPO ready, Shopify is the only tool you need to grow your business without all the struggle. Shopify puts you in control of every sales channel. You could be selling Don Julio socks from Shopify's in-person point of sale system or offering headliner shirts from Shopify's all-in-one e-commerce platform. Whatever you need, you're covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, up to 36% better compared to other leading commerce platforms. And you can sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. What I love most about Shopify is how, no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up today for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash warchant, all lowercase, and they'll help you grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Go to shopify.com slash warchant. Seminal Headlines returns now. Head to YouTube and search for Warchant TV today to catch the show live or on demand. Now, here's Jeff Cameron, Ira Chofel, and Corey Clark. You, you, oh, you got to talk, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you got to talk. Well, why don't we just go ahead and keep this conversation yeah, going? No, no, we can't keep this conversation going. She doesn't listen to the show. She doesn't. Uh, so my wife asked me to do something on Saturday in a text just now. And it's it's not really a question, is it, guys? No, it was it's a statement. A, it, it, it wasn't a, even, will you go? It's well, like, yeah, no, I, it, there's a little bit more to it. I didn't read the whole thing. I summarized it. But in essence, she wants to do something she knows damn well I don't want to do. Right. And so it was sort of like, well, I'll go by myself if I have, which is, wait, what, what are we doing there? Like, mm. Guys, you know what's going on there. Mm. Man. And I, now there are things that I'll draw a line and be like, well, then you're going to be lonely. Have fun. I'm not going. There I are like, times I where feel that like that is one of them. I'll be honest you with you. You think so? I would be so bored at that thing. I I couldn't I could yeah. never I just couldn't do it. I'd be like I will, I'll I'll pay somebody to go That's with Corey's you. Corey's solution. <laughs> I'll pay somebody to go with. Can you. I buy Can I buy myself <laughs> out I, of this? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. No. Now again, I don't need to be giving marital advice. Probably, probably, not. probably, probably not. Out of no. the three people here, I'm probably the last one to give marital advice. No. Um, and here's what I'll kind of see why maybe I'm not married. Let me let me tell you something. Here's what's going to happen. If I say, "Hun, you know that I don't want to go," and she's going to write, "Right, I said that in the text." Then I said, "But really." I don't want to go, but I understand what you're asking there. I mean, what if one of the kids went with you? What, mm. what, what, is that that's what play? I'm saying. No, that's not the play. There's no play here. I, I think the kids' play is the I, play. I Tell her you're decorating go. the house or something. No, she knows better than that. All right. Sorry, buddy. Sorry. Golly. Good that she got a question in on headlines, though. She's she's never gotten a question in before. Oh, uh, that one—it it just hurts. It hurts. I don't know what you can do. So when I was real, when I was young, when I was oh, at the no. uh, at the Times Enterprise back, uh, our st- are we going to book in this show with Iris stories? No, I don't get slapped by a family member. <laughs> <this time. laughs> but we were sitting in the uh, newsroom, and two of the—it was uh, Steve Meadows and Norman Bankston. Okay, and they were talking about some situation with their wives and what their wives were demanding. I think it was holiday season, and I said, "Why can't you just say no?" And they both just kind of looked at the, each like other, then yeah, looked at yeah, me, yeah, 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 and then yeah, yeah. looked at each other and just kind of chuckled. And I, I still kept that formula yes. my whole life. <laughs> now, like, I just do not want to do this. Admittedly, I, the answer to Tom Lang is, uh, no, I'm not out for golf on Saturday. This, this event, <laughs> that's more important. This event would be later. Um, but, yeah, man, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I, I got to ask her when I get home the time. 
It's going to be a night, man. Yeah, it is. It I mean, is. The, the thing is, I think the way you could look at it is, it would make her happy. Yeah, that's the way to look at it. If you went with her. Yeah. And you want her to be happy. A couple hours of me staring at the ceiling. But would you, uh, would you ever ask her to go to do something that you know she desperately doesn't want to here, do? But you know no, what? No, but men and women are very different. I was going to say, yeah. the, that, doesn't, that argument doesn't really work. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, work. I feel like it. Women could. forever asking men to do stuff they don't want to do. That's just the way, <laughs> that's how that world works. I don't know. Let's keep it real. Let's kick up our feet and talk about relationships on this show. Enough about now, Florida hey, State football. Hey, I do want to say this, and this is why I should go. She does not ask me to do a lot of things that she knows I adamantly don't want to do. She, like, she doesn't. And a lot of times, other friends of ours, husbands, will be like, how come you never have to go? Like, that's how often. Because Christy's cool as hell. Christy's cool as hell. Yeah. And I say that because Christy's cool as hell. I don't have to be at the thing you didn't want to be at. And why didn't you just tell your wife you didn't want to go? Right. So, so yeah. Saturday night. So Saturday, I probably have to do the thing. Mm, man. Good luck, man. That'll be fun. It'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, I'll have to tie it into something. Like, there'll have to be something we can do. I like to say marriage is about give and take, yeah. Corey. Mm. <laughs> Not only take. Yeah. Right, but I just uh, you gotta why be you... willing to acquiesce occasionally to uh, to a request. Yeah. that you don't really want to do. Well, you go visit in laws and stuff. That's that's the acquiescing. No, you see, do. that's I where I draw the line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's laughs> right. like, no, we are yeah, not. We're not doing we that. Not doing that. All right. Well, sorry, man. Sorry, you're having to go through that. Right at the end of the show, she could have waited till three o'clock rolled around, and I could have processed it on the drive home and figured some things out. You know. Well, you'll look. You'll you'll go. You'll have an awful time. You'll be bored because it's the most boring show. It is. Thing. I don't want to Sorry. talk about it. I don't want Sorry. to talk about it. We're moving on. <laughs> I want to do this tomorrow morning, beginning at eight o'clock. National Signing Day Extravaganza, as brought to you by ABC Fine Liquors, right. Wine, and Spirits. Good times. Thank you, ABC. We appreciate it. It's going to be a good time. Eight a.m. right up to the Jeff Cameron Show at one o'clock. We'll carry on the party till three. Kind of summarize. Have guests on. Probably get Corey's insight as to the right. class. You know, right there <laughs> Please the do. The 2 o'clock hour. Right. We'll, do, we'll, we'll do all of that, and then we'll carry it on from there. It's going to be a good day. Florida State won't get every single person they thought they were going to get, but they're going to get a lot of them. It's going to be a very good class. That I think we know for sure, and then we'll go from here and start to figure out that roster, how hard are they going to have to hit the transfer portal, all that good I'm stuff. I'm excited about the show. I want to see how how it, how it goes. I'm yeah. probably not going to be up at eight to watch the early stages of it, but I, I am genuinely interested in how it goes. Man, you guys, how many are, views we get? You guys are so lucky you came into War Champ <clears throat> or 5.0, whatever yeah. we're at right now. Because back in the day, mm. Gene had us all at his place in Southwood. It's seven in the morning. Yeah, oh. he would get donuts. Oh, well, that's fair. <laughs> but you're happy not. Yeah, to, yeah. No, I'm not doing that. Yeah, no. no, you're not. That's music. Good job, Matthew. Thanks to all of you. Hey, Appreciate have a have support. a nut cracking good time this weekend, oh, buddy. You're just so <laughs> for it. wrong. Goodbye, everybody. Tomorrow morning, eight a.m., baby. <laughs>